Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 102 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We're bringing you this episode on a uh, lovely Monday. I'm your host, Lee Paddock, and my co-host, Sterling Hammer. And uh, spoiler alert for the film that we're about to talk about, so let's uh, get right into it. Uh, This week my choice so uh i announced last week that we would be watching a very different film from the film that sterling had us watch uh gi jane which is i think they both had a message but okay well not in that sense what i was gonna say was gi jane is the ultimate white lady movie (laughs) and this is far from that uh just a I tad. Cho- I chose Menace to Society, a, uh, a film that I feel like it's been kind of buried by time a little bit. Uh, you don't really hear about it a lot. What's the other one with Ice Cube? Boys in the Hood. I feel like that one kind of... That movie overshadowed. Yeah. And I think people kind of thought that this was just going to be another version of that. But in my opinion, uh, Menace to Society is the superior of the two major, I guess, hood movies that sort of defined the, uh, I guess, the early 1990s. There were a lot of these movies. I've only seen the second half of uh, Boys in the Hood. Uh, I'll show you that movie. I like Boys in the Hood. Yeah, I feel like this got real popular because it's literally at the same time as the gangster music became a thing. Gangster rap. And, like, so people were really interested in seeing the glimpse of their lives. Yeah, and, you know, there have been so many movies about, like, Italian gangsters and stuff like that. And studios were finally willing to give it, like, uh, like African-Americans, like, a chance. Like, that's why you start getting, yeah. like, black directors and, oh, like, yeah. male, black leads and stuff. And stories about black neighborhoods and not just, like, a white person and going to save it on a school and some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, exactly. There's hardly like any white people in this movie no yeah it's fully a black story oh yeah um the only white people are horrible cops yeah horrible cops or like guys who are trying to use black people yeah. to steal cars and commit crimes yeah the black people are like the people on the street level criminals and the white people are like the middlemen for the bigger guys yeah pretty much that's why the, the, the white people are always like just like these slimy Sleaze balls. Uh, so yeah, uh, I guess we should kind of set up what this movie's about. Uh, it's basically the movie doesn't even really have like a. I wouldn't even say like a fully fledged like story. It's more of just like a glimpse in the day in the life of like a, a teenager. Yeah, this whole movie I kept forgetting is just taking place over a summer. Yeah, it just takes place over the summer of so much happens. He goes to fucking jail for a minute, and you're like, "It's like, has this been like seven years?" Well, it's because he's he's a minor. He got sent to juvie for like a weekend, and they didn't uh, remember. They also didn't have and. Well, I should set every. I should kind of set this up, but yeah, it takes place over the sun in the summer of 1993 uh, in like the Watts area, California. So mm. like South Central, L.A. Ter- territory war zone. Yes, uh, this movie is extremely violent and yeah. pulls no punches. 
right from the get go. The brutality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The movie opens. He's so casual with, with killing. Uh, with our main character and his best friend, psychopath O Dog. Our main character's name is Kane. Uh, they're going into a convenience store. By the way, that yeah, they're teenagers and they're going in there buying like forty ounces of old English and shit. So I guess like there's a thing where like the the convenience store owners have like a secret thing where they just allow the kids. Well, they probably just don't want to have any trouble, so it's easier to sell them the beer and not get shot. And yeah, and from the get go, like the convenience store owners are kind of like watching them. They're being got a reputation. They're being yeah, of course. But they are, yeah. They are being a little racist. They are, but like they were totally there to steal the beers. They were never going to pay for them. They were probably going to run, but then he started talking shit. So, yeah. What ends up happening is that they go to try to buy the the beer, and the the cashier slash like manager of the store, you know, it's it's a Korean couple that own that owns uh this store. And I feel like that kind of has its own sort of connotation. Yeah, because there's this, like, hidden war between, like, the like gro- convenience Korean. and grocery store owners who are all, like, Korean and Koreans. Asian Americans fighting against the black communities. Exactly. So there's a little bit of, like, that going on with this particular scene. It's not something that runs through the whole movie, though. Um, so as they're buying the beer, the cashier has this this stu- I don't know why he even says it but he's like I feel sorry for your mother cuz he's just like angry and he hates him it's the end of the day he's been probably working he's just like he's it's a slip a of the tongue of, yeah a lot of like you don't expect tongue. to get shot over it so yeah what yeah but he's Odom dealing with a psychopath just pulls out his gun and just shoots the man to death and then takes the wife in the back to get the security tape and murders her as well. That's why now in modern society you keep it off site. So mm. when they go, give me the tape, like, well, this is all off site, so you're already done. Bam. So if you want to get charged with murder, you can kill me, but that'll be even more. Yeah, but this is, you know, this is 1993. Uh, so they weren't thinking about that yet. No. But cases like that definitely are why we have systems like that. And why most of those Korean owners got guns. And that's just the opening five minutes of the movie. Buckle up! Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we get, like, uh... Our main character's not into what he just did, though. No, from It's the... supposed to set the tone that he's a gangster, but more by, like, just surviving his environment than because actually wanting to be knows. one. That's and then his is. friend is an actual gangster. He's like a true, pure... bo- through and through he's... criminal. He's pure evil. Yeah, if he, even if he had been raised and got born into like a rich yeah. Atlanta black family, he would have been sealing, selling He's, dope at his boarding school. And like that was yeah. just like in his blood. He was just tough. He was just like a fucking psychopath. Yeah, bullying. He people. just he just would murk people. And even like the other gangsters would be like, dude, why did you just like even kill that guy? <laughs> There's yeah. no point in bringing that heat upon your head. But he was also young and foolish, and that's why he yeah, was like he was only ca- supposed to be like. 15, like 16, 16 years yeah. old. Or and these categories as that level of gangster where like they're not going to live long or they end up in jail. Yeah. And then Kane refers to him as America's nightmare. Yeah. Young, black, and doesn't give a fuck. 
And he doesn't. And he the only person he gave a fuck about were his friends, and they all got murdered one by one in this movie. Yeah. So, and then uh, we kind of get uh, flashbacks of when Kane was growing up. Uh, we see, like, what environment he was basically born into. He has a heroin-addicted mother, and his father is dealing the heroin that she's, that she's doing. Um, sometimes she, like, steals from him, and he, like, beats her. Uh, and this is where we see, uh, <laughs> we get our uh, really uh, awesome cameo for the movie with Sam Jackson as Kane's father. Are you falling asleep? I'm again? sitting here, Lee. <laughs> Listening. You're talking. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so yeah. This guy. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Sam Jackson plays Kane's father, who's like this uh, not exactly big time drug dealer. Low level, like, runs the block. Exactly. But not much more than that. And uh, we flash back to when. He's having a party for this guy who's coming back from jail. Um, we also see Kane sort of bond with uh, one of the other gangsters that's there, who would eventually become his actual kind of like father figure, who teaches Mentor. him to survive. Yeah, who teaches him to survive on the streets. How to be basically. a gang member. Yeah. Uh, there's like a, yeah, there's a scene where uh, he like sits in his lap. He's like playing with his gun. They give him a sip of uh, beer. <laughs> um, but the <laughs> the main point of the scene is to show just like the violent the just violence that this world contains, and it can just happen without warning. Uh, and that's the scene where uh, Kane's dad is playing poker. And apparently this guy who just got back from jail uh, owes Sam Jackson's character money. Uh, so when Sam Jackson's like, well, when are you going to pay me my money? This guy's like, well, you know, I don't feel like it. I'll pay you back when I pay you back. And, of course, you know, Sam Jackson doesn't take a shine to this. And uh, he just shoots the guy. Like mm, he's a clip in him. Unloads him on him and the other guys are like what the fuck man and then, and then he points the gun at one of the guys he's like you owe me some money motherfucker no but here you go yeah <laughs> uh it's wow it's a it's a really great scene uh and it, yeah again it just shows you like that was kane's world from the beginning which is crazy you know that's that was his father and he says like that wasn't the last time I saw my father kill anybody. So then we flash forward uh, a few years later. Uh, Kane is a teenager now. Uh, his father is dead. Uh, his mother, I think, also died from an overdose. And now he's living with uh, his mother's parents. So he's living with his grandparents now. And he's just... He just barely squeaked by... Uh, in graduating high school. And so now, we're basically just kind of following him throughout uh, his summer. Uh, and he gets into all all kinds of wacky shenanigans. Yeah, this has been like white people, they would have been like, they would have gone on like a trip canoeing. 
and a wacky Avengers would happen. We got lost like a bunch of four white dudes and just just no. a much different coming to uh, age story. No, this is uh, you know they were they just wanted to go to Jack in the Box and then they get fucking the one guy that gets his head mush bushed out. Goosh! The shot in the head. Star, wake up, baby. It's uh. And then you have the one of the most graphic like gunshot like wounds like oh, oh, or scenes like oh, yeah he's, oh, he's like oh. shaking on the ground which is realistic because he's dying or I mean also when our main character gets shot in the chest oh, he's like right. oh, he's oh, spitting oh, up blood oh. yeah yeah this is a really intense brutal movie at points um, I thought it was funny when he got out of the hospital or. It was like later and like uh, O-Dog is like making fun of him. You were like, oh, you were crying like, oh, it hurts. And he's like, man, I remember I heard you. Please don't die, Wayne. Don't die. King in there, King. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. That was such an intense scene. But yeah, I mean. He's making fun of it. But that's what that's what kind of makes it like all the more believable. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what probably would happen. That's what humans do. They start. You take a traumatizing event and you start making fun of it to make it like not as traumatizing. Yeah, you just laugh. That's how we deal with it. Nine eleven. But his cousin, <laughs> his cousin died though. Oh yeah, that that was like you gotta get revenge for that. Yeah, and that that's a really great scene. This is a really, really great movie, honestly. Um, and I I guess I chose it because I feel like more people should like at least kind of hear about it um it may not be it's it's i don't think it's for everybody because if you don't like violence uh this movie will make you throw up (laughs) uh it's and it's just it's so unflinching and just like the the attitude of the characters nobody gives a fuck about anything it's just so nonchalant about how miserable this world is the world of being a a gangster because and everything could just end and you don't know how and you just like one little incident and all of a sudden your head's blown off yeah or you know you get killed in a drive-by one of my one of my favorite gangsters in the movie um and like the kind of level of gangster i want to would want to be was the one dude, uh, remember the scene where he shoots the crackhead? Yeah. And that, that other gangster, he's like watching him, like, motherfucker. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like an, like, he's A-wax. like, what kind of gangster? Wasn't he like a. He's a, they called him an OG, I think. Yeah, yeah, because he's, because he's smart. He's got, he's down for anything. He'll yeah. shoot, he'll kill you, do it. But he's not going to just shoot a crackhead. He's not going to just shoot a guy out of anger. No, there has to be a reason for it. There's a reason and why he's lit. kill somebody in the movie. And it's one of the, honestly, it's a pretty cool, badass kill. Yeah, he's like, man, you need some help. And he then has, he like, just like, grabs him. Boom, 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 boom. Shoots him in the stomach. But but he kills, like, when he needs to. Like he, The reason he's OG is because he's lived. It's yeah. a gangster that's made it to an age and, where it's like, okay. And he, and he has, stayed out of prison for the most part. And he has that, that one scene where they're driving to the the murder scene where they're going to kill yeah. the two guys for killing Kane's cousin. Uh, Kane's like, I'm not shooting no kids or old ladies or anything like that. And O-Dog, you know, is like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to shoot everybody. I'm down to fucking do anything right now. And they're like smoking a joint. And... <laughs> Uh, AWACS, who's older than both of them, 
uh, is just like, man, both of you are acting like a bunch of fucking bitches. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up and give me my joint. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We're about to kill some people. Let's be quiet about it's it. It's like, you don't, like, he's been, you can tell, like, he's definitely done this a thousand times before. Yeah. And probably was in either Kane's position or O-Dog's position. As it seems like he's more Kane. A little bit. Because he's Kane not was, as... If Kane was a little smarter. Well, but it's Kane with experience. Yeah. Because that's how you become an OG. It's like, because you're an old nigga. Old, like, gangster. But I don't know, like... OG gangster, like original gangster. I don't know, Kane spent most of his life on the streets, but... Well, he, yeah, Kane, but, but Kane is only eight. couldn't survive. Kane is only 18, like, the uh, axe is, like, 30. So he's just, lit, in gangster terms, that's like being a thousand. Yeah. After we've seen how many easily these people get killed in this movie? Oh, yeah. It could happen anytime, any place. Um, yeah. Uh... What is there? What else is there to say about this film? It's hard. We we always say that, but it is other than just giving like a direct like other than just talking like about this is what happened, scenes. and then this is what happened, and then this is what ha- like which like because this movie is it's I mean, it's almost movie, like a biopic, but not. It's like a because it's, it's not it's, it's fiction, but it's like what you like to say sometimes. It's a slice of life. Yes, the darker slice of life. A very dark slice of life. Slice of life usually means, like, normal and calm and nice. Like, not, let's see a gangster get his head blown off. This is, like, the day in the life of a fucking criminal. It's almost like, it could be, like, like almost like an HBO documentary at points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it feels like That's what I'm saying, it feels like a biopic a little bit. Yeah, it feels very raw, realistic. It does. There are some like like Hollywood moments, but yeah, there's some kind of corny, not even corny, but like moments that are kind of over the top. Um, but they they work because the scene's so intense. Because it's yeah, it's and it's all the acting across the board in this film is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like there's characters played by pretty uh at least recognizable black actors uh, who are on screen for just like a minute, but leave like an ama- an incredible impression on you because they have great scenes like the, the interrogation scene with uh, the cop who interrogates Kane. It's played by Bill Duke, who uh, was oh, famous yes. from uh, Predator. You know, you fucked up, didn't you? You know, you fucked up, right? You know he fucked up, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's trying to, like, trap him to get him to admit about uh, the murder in the beginning of the film. Yeah. And cops are just fucked up in the movie. Like, more realistic portrayal. Like, this oh, is when, like, yeah. America started waking up to, like, oh, poli- like, white America started waking yeah. up to, in f- oh, police aren't just friendly and nice. In fact, uh, I watched an interview with the uh, director and the writer of this movie. And... They uh, they basically said like we made this movie for white people, so yeah, black people understood. Black people know all this already. Like this isn't like not new to them. This isn't gonna even in. Well, I'm sure it would impact them. Like you guys couldn't like like a white person for the first time seeing like do they really just pick them up and beat the yeah. shit out of them and dump them in the street? Yeah, yeah. Especially back then before that body was, cams. Yeah, that was that's a pretty horrendous scene. 
is him and his other friend, uh, who's like a ex gangster turned like Muslim, uh, get picked up by the cops randomly, and they get beaten up and dumped in a uh, Mexican neighborhood. And like really badly beaten up, not just like, like oh, they the got a couple where, yeah, they have to go to the hospital and they're like. And they get dumped in the Cholo neighborhood because the cops think the Cholos will kill them. They're just going to, you know, like, finish them off. But no, they take them to the hospital. Because they're like, fuck the cops. Yeah, because the cops probably do shit to them as yeah. well. Yeah. And they're not portraying they're... any, like, they're not, like, a threat. They're, like, just on the ground, like, ugh. <laughs> like, yeah. All fucked up. But yeah, there's a, there's a scene with the, the police interrogation, Bill Duke. Yeah, just in that one scene, he's absolutely, like, He's great. Yeah. Very and then, stoic. And then you have who might be my favorite character in this whole movie. And he's only in one scene. But I think it's a, piv- a pivotal scene. Is Charles S. Dutton, the guy who plays Sharif's father, who comes to the bar when they're having the barbecue... You don't remember? Wait, what? They're ha- remember when they're having the barbecue, and then the yes that guy shows up. Yes, and yes. He, yeah, he's talking to he him. Yeah. a motivational speech. I feel so. Uh, Hunt is on. I feel and so bad for him because he's like such a f- pillar in the community, and then like his yeah, spoiler son, for the ending, his son, son just gets killed. And Kane is also killed. Yeah, and like the day they're moving. Yeah. They're putting the boxes in the car. They're literally like within the hour they would have been on the road. Yeah, Kane is going to be going to Georgia, I think. Kansas. Kansas. Atlanta. Atlanta. He's going to Atlanta. Yeah, he's going to Atlanta, but his other friend's going to Kansas. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's going to Georgia with his, uh, his girlfriend. To get out, just Jada to escape Pinkett life. Smith in her feature film debut. Mm-hmm. Not G.I. Jane. <laughs> I wasn't going to imply She that. was good in this movie, too. She was very good. She was like actually said, good in the 90s. Across the board, like, all the acting is great. She was actually a good actress in the 90s. She was. Um, Yeah, so he's, yeah, they're both moving. And then, like, the day before, well, I guess we're, there's a ton of stuff I guess we skipped over. He, Kane fucks this one girl he's like he was like macking on this one girl at that barbecue and he just met her randomly in the park yeah yeah he like kind of like corners her like mm-hmm, traps she's her she's trying to like pull out uh, pull out of the driveway or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he like does the mac daddy thing with her gets her number and yeah he fucks her then she calls him like a few weeks later saying that she's pregnant and he's just like well not my problem. Yeah, he's like, how do you know that's my baby? And she's like, well, you're the like only one that I've been with in the last few weeks. And he's like, well, bye. <laughs> going bye, to Felicia. Bye, going to Atlanta. Boop. And then... Terrible. So what ends up happening is that uh, the guy, the girl's cousin shows up. And he's like, hey, why, why are you dogging my cousin like that? Uh... And then Kane just proceeds to beat the shit out of this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Stomping on in his In front head. of everybody. So it's kind of embarrassing for the dude, which I think is really what motivates this guy to eventually come back and just shoot him. 
he just decides to fucking kill Kane. And, you know, basically kill everybody in sight. But he only, yeah, he only shoots Kane and Sharif. Um, and it's a, yeah, it's a really brutal scene. You think, uh, Jada Pinkett's son is gonna get killed in that scene. Yeah, because he's just sitting there just doodly doodly. But, on, but yeah, Kane, like, sacrificed himself, but th- I think. To, honestly, like, though, he did, but did he? Because they were aiming for Kane, and he was running towards the kid. I feel like oh, if you want to get them to stop shooting towards the kid, run away, away from, from the, the kid. kid. Because he only got shot once he got to the kid. So they were just shooting him, and they were aiming for yeah, him. Yeah, those bullets could just pass right through him. And was, yeah. And it, I mean, it was sad, and it was tragic because he's like holding him, and he's just like dying. He's like, yeah, they had to like pry it. And the Muslim guy is dead them. immediately. Because he got shot like six yeah. times in the chest. Like, doosh, doosh, doosh. And, like, O-Dog tries to, like, fire back, but... Yeah, he's doing the side gun thing, doosh, which doosh, doesn't doosh. work. And, you know, and you know they're gonna, like... It's just, like, a tiff... He'll, like, get some homies, kill some, they'll kill some, go to prison. Like, it's just... The cycle well, begins. You do see, I think, a little bit of a flash forward. Oh, I think it's... I get arrested. I think it's for the... For killing those guys. That's... For those guys? I think it's for the tape. Because, remember... I guess there is a lot of stuff that we've been skipping over. Uh, remember, there's the guy that Kane, uh, other guy that Kane beat up at that house party, um, who was trying to like rape Jada Pinkett. It was like forcing himself on her, yeah. Yeah, and then that guy is just like, well, he has the tape. So throughout the the movie, uh, O Dog and the the gang, I guess, are constantly re-watching the tape of him murdering the two convenience stores. I know. And it's really fucked up. Because they're laughing and having a great time. It's really disturbing. It's really Like, look at the way she cries. (laughs) Well, I don't think the murder of her got caught on camera. Because I don't think they had a camera in the back. But I think they were just laughing about him shooting the, the cashier. Um... It's really fucked up. And, like, not only... It's not just one time we see them watching it. Almost every time that they get together, they're watching this tape. Yeah, no, they're obsessed with it. They're, like, in a trance watching it at a certain point. It's like... I wonder if there's some kind of, like, weird, like, meaning. There has to be. Like, like, there's, like, the, the comment on violence. Um... I mean, this movie, yeah, is definitely has a lot to say about that particular type of life, what it's like, what it's like to live on the streets uh, in South Central LA. Uh, police, you know, police brutality, racism. Um, it's very interesting that this was made by a couple of first-time filmmakers, first-time screenwriter. Uh, yeah. It's an impressive film. It is. Very real. Very, yes. Very brutally realistic. I almost kind of think of Boys in the Hood in this movie as sort of like, I sort of compare them to 
The Godfather and Goodfellas, which are the two, to me, best uh, Italian mafia, Italian gangster movies. And I feel like this movie is more the equivalent of, like, Goodfellas. Because I feel like the, the Godfather is a much more melodramatic, heightened, stylized movie. Mm. Um, it kind of glorifies, not glorifies, but romanticizes the life of a gangster. Oh, it's about honor and family and respect and all that. And Goodfellas is the opposite of that. It's like, no, it's about getting what's yours and, you know, killing whoever you have to in order to get it. Um, and just bat, and just, you know, they're a bunch of backstabbers. Um, and that, and that movie is very raw and realistic and brutal in its depiction of violence. Um, so that's why I say that Menace to Society is kind of in that similar vein. It's less, because Boys in the Hood, I wouldn't say is as romanticized as, like, The Godfather. Um, it's still a pretty, like, violent, brutal movie. Uh, that definitely shows uh, the the dark side of, you know, the gangster culture and all that. But, gangster. <laughs> but it is a very melodramatic movie, and you might and you'll I think you'll probably see when I show it to you one day that it's very it, it kind of it's different from Menace to Society. It feels more like a movie, where I feel like Menace to Society feels a lot more uh, raw and documentary-like. I'm just putting Sterling to sleep. No, I'm just entranced at your gangster talk. My gangster talk. I'm letting you describe the story. Try not to interrupt. I know. But you know you can interject. I've been interjecting the whole time. Everybody, do you hear this guy? I try to not talk over him, and he's calling me out. If I talk over him, then he's just like, "Oh, well, I can't get a word." I can't win with this guy. I'm gonna have to o dog him. <laughs> like, buddy, you need but some help. But I got these cheeseburgers. <laughs> I'm gonna put a bullet in your belly. I feel like a lot of the violence in this movie is motivated by like an affront to the like character's masculinity. Well, yeah, it's gangsters. Gangsters are all just like the alpha males fighting with like, each other. Cause yeah, in the beginning, the, uh, the convenience store owner says, you know, I'm sorry for your mother, which is I mean, not exactly it's a disrespectful. Direct- it's not a direct affront to his masculinity. No, but it's a disrespect. It's all not masculinity. I'd say respect. They don't like if you're gang, gang respect is think in in some cases Oh yeah there because is a especially thing. in the 90s and especially not to be racist but especially in the black community they do not deal well with being called gay or anything no. gay they hate it's getting better it's so most heavily but the highest murder rate of gay men and LGBTQ people in America are in like black and Hispanic communities because they're very not accepting of it yet. And like like that one 
When he kills that crackhead, it's because the crackhead said, let me suck let your me dick. Let me suck you. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, you gay motherfucker. And he shots, shoots him. Exactly. That's he's not even gay. He's just desperate for drugs. Yeah, exactly. But still, it's an affront to... His masculinity. O-Dog's his toxic masculinity. masculinity. Yes, and his sexuality. And O-Dog would... It's definitely the type to not be able to like even yeah. register. He, yeah, this is like a 16-year-old kid, so he's just like... In the 90s. Fuck you. Like, they, like, just string gay people up by their feet. If you were gay and black in the 90s, like, you were it's just, just you know waiting until really, you could flee to L- like San Francisco. You know what else is really fucked up about it is that he just shoots that crackhead and... Leaves probably, him. And there's probably, like, no consequences. Of course not. Because the police probably... It probably got found by somebody. They report it. The police come. They go, crackhead. They, and they just dump him in a wooden box and gets buried in some L.A. graveyard. Yeah, it's just like or burned and put in an LA like um mo- like a monazine. That's awful. It's happen like that happens here in the United States. That kind of shit. Yeah, it's like a war. Like, life is war. Just like battles happen every night in the cities of Chicago, Boston, LA, New York, Philadelphia. If you're just in the like, wrong clock, place clock, clock. at the wrong time, Shootouts. shit can go down. Especially in LA. Yeah. Crenshaw Boulevard, 2 a.m. LA's a hard-ass motherfucking place. I'd be scared. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this movie is just super intense. <laughs> Seems like Lee's yeah. running out of a little steam. Yeah, bruh. Well, I mean, I guess I do have some trivia a little bit. Well, there we go. Let's get some trivia going. Uh, Tupac was going to be in this film. Oh! <gasps> I forgot to mention my favorite cameo in the movie, Two Shorts. Oh, yeah, Two Shorts in this film. Very, so <laughs> young. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And he has the, you know, he has some pretty great line delivery. And Two Chains, I mean, not Two Chains, Two Short has not changed. He just is, like, slightly older looking, but he just looks the same. Bald mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. T- two Short faces. Yeah, and there's a couple. Of, I think there's a couple of rappers. There's the guy who plays Awax, the the OG gangsta, is MC8, hmm. uh, who is a prominent rapper. In fact, he has a song at the end of the movie, which I think was requested by the studio because uh, they're. Uh, I think they. I think they actually specifically wanted like rappers from their like music label. Which I think was like Platinum Records or something. Mm. This movie was produced by New Line Cinema, who produced the Nightmare on Elm Street films and the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, their rec- the record company, I guess, that they were affiliated with was Platinum Records, and they were like, "You put one of our artists in the movie, and then have one of their songs in the film." So yeah, that's MC8. But as I was gonna say. Tupac was going to be in this film. He was going to play Sharif, oddly enough. Hmm. But uh, what ended up happening was is that he was somebody who was not willing to play ball, I guess, on set, and was super like rude and mean to everybody, and he got into a fist fight with hmm. one of the directors. Seems like he had, like, an ego trip. 
a little bit. And yeah, that's why. I feel I like it would have been better to be like the OG gangster guy. Yeah, or even Kane. I mean, he was kind of. He just—he was a little too old at that point. Really, I think he was only like in his twenties. I don't know. He's got to look eighteen. He doesn't he didn't look eighteen? Yeah, that's true. Kane and, looked eighteen at least. And he eventually uh, starred in a different gangster movie called Juice, which I've never seen. With Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't think she was in that. She was. Was she? I don't Do know. you know that? <laughs> you I, don't even know what I'm talking about. I think I might not. You don't. Nah. Um, there's a scene in this movie uh, where they're, uh, where Kane is cooking crack. Uh, apparently, uh, 50% of the ingredients that they used were like the actual like ingredients that they used to that you used to make crack cocaine <laughs> and apparently they had added too many steps uh in the script and when they shot it they had shot uh the whole process basically of how to make crack and so when they screened it for like the MPAA they were like you can't show people how to just make crack. You're not the president of the United <laughs> States of America. So they had to cut that scene down a little bit. Yeah, uh, they couldn't be like Reagan and show you where to buy crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a... <laughs> be political. I'm just a political guy, guys. Apparently, uh, this movie almost got an NC-17. Make sure you talk towards the mic. Uh, There was no sound being picked up. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) But yeah, apparently, this movie was... New mics! This movie was going to be rated NC-17, which doesn't really surprise me. Uh, I guess for the 90s sensibility, but a a movie like that nowadays is on par. I feel like... It's violent, but this like movie, yeah. you're not seeing the insides of someone's guts or. Well, I think they had to definitely make some cuts. Otherwise, yeah, it would have been NC-17. So there's definitely more intense. I feel like maybe they cut out some sexual scenes. stuff. I think the sex scene between Kane and his girl uh, was a reshoot. It was like an at like they added that after they had initially wrapped shooting. Because I think the producers were like, we gotta have something steamy in this movie. And it's it was, those 90s. It was very 90s. R&B I love you every night, every night. It's an R. Kelly song. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly's ruled the 90s and the early 2000s in the R&B world. Yep. Give me that toot-toot, that beep-beep. Running my running your hands through my hand. I love that song, but I hate the guy. It's not that song that is playing. I know, Lee. Of course, brother. I'm just saying that for our audience. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> Shouldn't. All right, Lee. It seems like Lee's run out of steam, so it's time for me to interject. Oh. Okay. With. Questions. 
Aw, questions? It's some question time. For me? Here, here, here all about it. We have questions for Lee. Man, I don't like questions. But you gotta answer them. Bam, bam, bam. Answer them to the best of your ability. Yeah. Well, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a classic question. Uh, I always ask, especially about these movies, unless I know the obvious answer. When did Lee Paddock see this movie? Well, I actually first saw. I think I first watched it when I was pretty young. I think it was during that time where I was just watching movies constantly. Like that, when he, uh, for for the audience, he was like eighteen. No, this was like twelve, oh. thirteen. Oh yeah, I had mine later. Yeah, that was, that was you. Uh, well, you but, had two phases then, because I remember you watching a lot of movies when we were like, yeah, eighteen yeah. and stuff too. Or maybe it was just never ending. Never stopped. You thought it ended when you were thirteen, but in reality, it was just like you're normal <laughs> until you met us, and you're like, oh, friends and <laughs> job and life, school. College. Oh, Back when we had hopes and dreams. Yeah. <laughs> that was a time. But then... <laughs> <laughs> but I was going past that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that was when I first watched it. A 12-year-old Lee watching Don't Menace don't with Society. It. Don't be no, a menace. No, don't be. It, this isn't Don't Be a Menace. <laughs> which, after, you know, I think I saw, I saw that movie first, I think. Uh, oh, so did I guess technically. So, when I was watching, there's certain scenes in this movie, and there's even the two uh, convenience store clerks are the same actors who are in. And the guy who gets stomped out. Be a menace. Yes, him too. Which it is, is hilarious. It's so crazy, and it's like watching those scenes in this movie. It does. It, 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 it sort of takes the punch out. It does, because, like, you can see. I love just. They just started making fun of themselves. <laughs> but no, like... Because it's like, by the time that movie came out, you already had a couple come out, and it's like, they were like, all right, we get it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like... Gangsters, all- sadness, shooting. But it's always got to be... Message! message. <laughs> you probably heard us say that in the podcast before. Yep, but it comes from Don't Be a Menace. But yes, like my original point, it would be hilarious to see 12-year-old little Lee... Little white boy Illinois Lee, new to California, watching "Don't Be a Menace to Society." It's not. It's not "Don't Be a Menace to Society," but yeah. Menace to Society. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was definitely. Like, how did you comprehend it? Were you just like, "This is a cool gangster movie"? Did you understand the impact of it at all? It was shocking to me. You were like black people when I. <laughs> no, the violence was shocking and just like the sheer just like i don't know there's like disregard for human life yeah this movie is like kind of mean-spirited yeah there's nothing really because even our main character is an asshole yeah he like he's not a good guy he jacks the one guy's rims he's Uh, a criminal and he just gets that girl pregnant and goes like well fuck you bitch (laughs) yeah sucks to suck he dogs her sucks to suck and he beats, he beats that one guy up. And it results in his death. <laughs> yep, he just... He wasn't well, most forward. likely death. No, he's, he's dead. He was choking on his guts. He's definitely dead. Nah, in my head canon, he lived, like... 
Like in that Adam Sandler movie. Like in Uncut Gems? Yeah, he lived in my 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 uh, head cannon. Okay. <laughs> Just the kidding. Just kidding. Kidding. Lee likes to keep him sad. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be bringing up our uh, spirits next week. But we'll get to that in a little minute. All right. So next question for Lee. Yeah. How old were you when you saw Don't Be a Menace then? If you saw that one first. Like a 10? Yeah, like 10 or 11. (laughs) Were you into the Wayne Bros when you were growing up? Yes. I love the Wayne Bros. Did you watch the Wayne Bros show? Yes. Was (laughs) that was ridiculous? It was, but... I mean, yeah, it was... I remember watching it. Yeah, it was funny. White Girls, great movie. No. What? I don't like White Girls. The movie. Uh, uh, no, not White Girls. White Chicks, you mean. The One of the best movies in cinema history. That's a childhood movie for no. me. It was, sure. Terry Crews is amazing in that movie. Walking downtown. Okay. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that this podcast is going to such a sour note. We got this sour puss over here, but I didn't yeah, even know he had like such bad fun. taste. I don't like fun things. I mean, kinda. <laughs> I don't know how you don't like white chicks. It's fucking stupid. Duh! I like other stupid movies. How do you like the Wayne Bros, but you don't like White Chicks? White Chicks is way better than Don't Be a Menace. I don't agree with that at all. Because the Don't Be a Menace has the... I mean, if I watch Don't Be a Menace now, I probably would be like, this is dumb. Don't Be a Menace has uh, the boring uh, Wayne Bros in it a lot. Which boring? The oldest one. Marlon? Yeah. Not Marlon. Uh, Sean? Perhaps. Well, Sean and Marlon were on the Wayans Brothers show. No, not then, then. It's not Keenan Ivory Wayans, is it? Might be. Really? You think Keenan Keenan Ivory Wayans is... He's just like the least funny one out of all. But he's the one who goes, message! Yeah, he is, but he's just... It would have been done even funnier if it was like... Uh, my favorite of the brothers, um, the one who had my wife and kids. That's Keenan Ivory Wayans. Okay, not him. The other one. The oldest. Okay, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the, oldest, the one. oldest one. I forget his name. Yeah, he's the most forgettable one. But he's in that movie sometimes. He's the mailman. Yeah. He goes, message. And then he's the baby. <laughs> message! You gotta love that movie where he's like a baby. Marlon Wayne Bros. is a baby. Little man? Yeah. That is fucking atrocious. Oh, come on. That movie's even worse than He plays a midget who's like pretending to be a midget criminal to escape the baby. They superimposed his head on a a midget's head. It's hilarious. It's like, how do they think of these genius concepts? In 2006. Back when society was good still. Yeah, when I guess you could 
make shitty comedies. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Um. Yeah. Out of all the gangster movies you've watched, is this your favorite? Like, like gangster movies in general? Yeah, if you like, took all the gangster movies you watched, and you've watched quite a few. No, this wouldn't be my favorite. Wow. It would be in my top five. How do you think these characters would interact with the characters from, like, Goodfellas? How much would, would you be, like like to watch like a would scene? It would be the most racist fucking thing. It ever. would be between the two of them, because <laughs> oh they'd be calling like Italian gooks and they'd be saying Lots the n word like crazy. The Italian people, they'd yeah. be just sat, and just it'd just be the, the two intersecting the, the of the Italian worlds. Italian racist words, yeah. Yeah, yeah you fucking. Dude, I don't want to say. I'm not gonna you say sausage it. packer. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it, but yeah, I am. It's just like, of course, yeah. Fuck Italian most, people. It would be the most racist goddamn thing ever. I guess isn't Samuel Jackson in both those movies? He is. Now that I think about it, he has small roles in both movies. Yeah, and he dies in both. Yeah, he dies off screen in this, and he has a pretty fucked brutal, up death, in brutal death in Goodfellas. Yeah, I forgot about that. Samuel Jackson. This was, yeah, this was the early part of his career. And then Quentin Tarantino the Tuna gave him uh, his yep. breakout. Yeah, this was one year before Pulp Fiction. He was kind of playing that character in it. He had the afro. He was getting, like, the like the badass. Like, this is almost like the beginning story of that guy. He didn't really die as dad. He just became an assassin and escaped. <laughs> sure. A hitman, not an assassin. Grew a must. He grew a mustache. Well, Lee, what? I mean, I think it's all pretty obvious. But what would you rate this then? We're already going to the rating. What would you rate this? Uh. <laughs> so, of course, you know. He asks me this question, but you know, I st- there's still some things that I, I guess. I want to talk about it. I want to su- sum it up more. Uh, and well, definitely won't be concisely, but I, I you know, sum it up. Uh, yeah, this movie is I. I <sighs> wow, I don't know why I'm at such a, a loss for words, but. <clears throat> This is a. I think it's a movie that people really should watch, um, because uh, you know it's a, it's a great example of like you know great you know, independent like black cinema in the nineties, um, and a really and just yeah a very intense slice of life, um, and. I mean, the violence, yeah, it might probably turn your stomach a little bit. Um, I guess I don't recommend it to everybody. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to your grandma. Um, uh, she has to be the one who watches it. <laughs> well, I guess. You know, she's got some problematic uh, things that she's been uh, saying and reading about. Maybe you do. Maybe you should show her this. Just to kind of give her some perspective. 
Just make sure she doesn't have a heart condition. <laughs> yeah, because again, the violence is just so is just stomach turning at points. Um, the acting, like I I think I mentioned earlier, is great across the board. A lot of early performances from uh, actors who would co who would go on to do some pretty big things later on. Uh, it's kind of shitty that. I haven't really seen the main actor in really anything else besides this. I can't think of anything else. Uh, what is his name? I'll uh, actually look that up so we don't uh, so we don't just leave that out. His name's Tyron Turner. I haven't. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that he he didn't really go on to do much. Maybe he didn't want to. You know, because sometimes uh, actors, they do film, and they're like, I thought that was a horrible, miserable experience. I'll never do it again. Um, but maybe he is in other things. Uh, Lorenz Tate plays O-Dog. Uh, it was definitely it was his first film. He's basically just a kid. Um, he gives a terrifying performance in this movie like he's you he's like the the joe pesci of this movie like he's just completely just uh, just completely just off the chain God. yes i hate saying i i hated myself for saying that <laughs> off the chain yeah. <laughs> it's not like you were trying to be intentional offensive come on everyone knows that right everybody listening i don't know he is yeah. he's uh, yeah. off his route he's a psychopath like he joe is. pesci's character and i yeah. wanted him to die in the end it, it, it that's is. why it's satisfying to watch joe pesci get his fucking face shot out <laughs> oh, oh no <laughs> yeah go die you dirty rat you fucking i hate short guys that have a complex about yeah. and they're like, I gotta be tough. It's like I'm gonna smash your face in. Yeah, oh yeah, O Dog is kind of like that. And you'll show me another mo movie where Joe Pesci gets a fucking comeuppance. Casino. Mm -hmm. I've seen the scene already, but I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, the scene that gave you nightmares. <laughs> um. And yeah, uh, some of the the other like side characters, like the the guy who was like the football player. Yeah. Um, who? You're the I only feel, one who had hope. I feel like they were almost sort of kind of setting you up to think that he was going to be the one to get killed. He was the it only was one, a fake out. Because he was the only one who had like hopes and dreams and shit. But he's also like showcasing like the only people that escape these life are the the are, like the handful that escape yeah, through sports. People like yeah, who get scholarships, uh, religion, more forward thinking. Well, I mean, even if you get religion, that doesn't save you. Yeah, but I mean, they got the 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 football player almost died too in the shootout. He was there. Yeah. He uh, he was protecting uh, Jada Pinkett though. Yeah, because she was trying to run out. Yeah, he just football tackles her from trying to go out there. Yeah, he's like, let's just wait for this gunfire to stop, and then we'll deal with it. Um. I <laughs> I really wish uh, I was better at speaking so I could talk about this movie some more. 
but I guess I've basically. Well, Lee, what was out. your? Yes, I know. I'm getting favorite scene. I was asking a different question. You got to have a little patience, Lee. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually pretty easy, and I think I've already uh, said what it is. It's the scene with Kane and uh, Sharif's father talking to him about, like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, is this all that you want to do? Um, At the barbecue or when they're in the no, classroom? No, when they're in the classroom. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel like that scene is the heart of the film. Yeah, it's the message. And it's, But I think it's delivered so powerfully. I think Charles S. Dutton is absolutely... The man wonderful. who's been 40 years old for all of eternity? Yeah, that man is not aged. At all. Because he was an old man in this movie. Not old man, but a middle-aged man in this movie. And then he's also a middle-aged man movie in a movie like that came out this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I just, I, I just, I love his, that line, you know, the hunt is on and you're the prey. You know, because he's describing what it is to be a black man in America. Mm-hmm. You got to fight every day. Exactly. It's a constant struggle. And, he's, and he basically just tells him, like, just... If, you know, if you're, if you're not going to do anything, just survive. At the very least, like, like uh, the OG, the OG gangster, survive. Yeah. Be smart. Be smart. Yeah. Even though OG's probably going to die before he's 40. Oh, yeah, there's probably. Or he'll get out of it. He'll be one of those old or gangsters that, jail. like, saves gangsters. Get arrested. He saves the youth. Yeah. I was a gangster, too, just like you, young bloods. Or he could just. <laughs> get arrested for selling crackers. Of course, Lee wants him to end up sad. I'm just saying that could be an option. <laughs> that could be an option that he could choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be arrested for crack. Choose a, choose your own adventure of your life. <laughs> Live so, in a box for the rest of it. Go to jail for selling crack, get killed, or uh, become an inspirational speaker. To the youth. Join the D.A.R.E. program. Ugh. The only people who wear dare shirts now are wearing them ironically. Yeah, exactly. So it's like dare to do drugs. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Fuck yeah. I remember when they... Uh, I well, th- easier because Lee's just been singing the praise. Uh, this might be a little harder, I meant. Singing the praise of this movie. I mean, other than... I don't want the answer to be the, a little bit of cheesiness because that's just don't be a menace like influencing your... Yeah, yeah. Opinion. Yeah. What and this movie is like the biggest critique you could give this movie? Biggest critique. Well, I think, you know, you sort of mentioned it earlier. Like the passage of time is a It's little, hard to tell. Is a little confusing. Because it's like summer's only two months and it makes it seem like years go by. Or in month, between the or scenes, months. Yeah, yeah, months are going between these the events. It's like, how do you get shot, and then you're just like walking around, like three days later. Like I get you shot in the shoulder, but it was like in the chest of his shoulder. Like you'd be fucked up and laid up for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, oh, we can't have that. So he has to be able to walk around, and then he's getting in fights and like doing shit while he has a bullet hole wound, and then he gets jumped by the police. It's like. I get it. It's yeah. a ve- it's supposed to be an eventful summer, but how is the summer before that not this eventful? Why is it now getting eventful now? Just because he's eighteen? O O dog is killing people like when he's fourteen. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's that would be mine too. It's just the flow of time is just a little confusing. And it's not as in like you're like confusing as in like are are we is this a flashback or is this pre- no it's you it all feels like it's going in a steady line yeah it's but linear. you're like what is only what what's in the story is actually three days feels like oh it's been two months since that happened yeah and you're like no the actual whole movie's two months you're like what <laughs> yeah the whole movie's two months yeah I mean he, it's just crazy like fucks a bit it's just all this shit happens in two months it's just a yeah, little bit like okay that's the moviness like not like I get people having eventful lives and things start it takes happening place but it's in movie time yeah cause it's like I just, I just all this would be like someone's year yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'd be so, dead. So yeah, that's that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a criticism that I could give it. A good solid criticism. <gasps> I don't really have any other criticisms that I can think of. Okay, well, finally, if Lee's willing to do it, what's your rating? I'm gonna give this movie. A two, man, that's lowly. A two out of two, yeah. Whoa, he changed the rating system. <laughs> uh, I think I'd probably give it at least a nine out of ten. It'd be weird if he gave it something lower. Yeah, you know, no, it's singing yeah. its praise the whole time. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's a nine out of ten. This is a film that. I I really I really love. Um, I think uh, it's it's a great example of you know black film you know black filmmaking. Um, and message. Yeah, it ha- honestly you know it has a good message, you know to kind of make the right choices in your life. In movies like this. Kind of almost, kind of, kind of almost make you appreciate what you have. Yeah, it it, it really shoves your white privilege in your face because you're like, when I was 16, I was not having these thoughts or dealing with these problems. No, me neither. Like, like we have our own problems. Everyone has problems, but and they're ju- they're as serious we as they are to a, you. Like, a basically a war. A zone. Yeah. Where every day it's like, am I gonna die? <laughs> So, yeah. so one of my friends gonna die. This is a, this is a powerful film. Okay. So what's your rating? <sighs> well, it's a little harder because, like you said, the acting is on fleek, as the kids, the youth would say. Um, yeah. Like I, the only real big complaint I had, like like you had, was just the full time was a little wonky. and it's not that big of a deal. Um, I can't like I. Is this like so a- I can't not I give it a nine out of ten just because of like the performances and the story and all that stuff, but I'm I, I'm giving it a nine out of ten with also saying I don't particularly like the movie, but that's more of like oh this is just I would never choose to watch this movie ever again like this yeah. I'm glad I saw it it's one of those like okay check mark it's one of the cinema m- movies you kind of like all right good fellas don't be a menace fucking menace check mark society I'm <laughs> never gonna say it right you're gonna have to be okay with it um just you know those I movies that you have to check mark to be like I'm a cinephile but. 
I don't know. This it is. Um, I mean, it, this is definitely a movie people it's a list. This movie's film. in a list. Yeah, when people list off movies and they're trying to be all like snooby about being a movie watcher, they'll like, I've seen. Don't be a menace. And- menace to society. <laughs> Well, I'm mentioning Don't Be a Minute. <laughs> well, the, yeah, that movie's a pinnacle. When did, Don't Men's, when did that year come out? 96? Yes. I wonder how, like, the actors and stuff from that, like, uh, Menace Society were like, when they watched that one, they're like, these fucking assholes. They probably thought it was funny. It's crazy that the guy who ends up, like, killing our main character in this one gets like one of the funnier scenes and more ridiculous scenes in the <laughs> don't be a yeah, menace he gets flattened out into a, like a pancake because <laughs> he gets knocked out so easily and then the, the shootout <laughs> at the end of that movie is just i mean squirt guns so silly. <laughs> the grandma everyone has a gun because <laughs> they're just making fun it's like oh everyone in the black communities have guns <laughs> and it's like we some do but not all of us <laughs> Really it's like a trailer park. <laughs> like some of them guys, but not all of us. Um, but yeah, like it's like I liked, but it's just like it's very negative, and there's no happy ending to this, which yeah. is fine. I get it. So like like I said, it's a nine out of ten, but I don't like. I'm gonna give it a nine. Like I'm gonna get a like like a four and a half star on Letterbox, but I'm not gonna like it. That's a good way to describe it. Because on Letterboxd, you rate them, but then you can also say, oh, I like this movie. Because movie can be great and like be like, oh, this was a cinema, cinephile, like, wet's dream. And it looked beautiful. The acting was great. But you're like, I didn't really, like, click with me. Yeah, that's, that's plenty of movies like that. So, yeah. So, it's a 9 out of 10 with uh, the caveat of I don't like it. You don't like this type of It movie. just didn't make me feel good. It's not supposed to. <laughs> I know, but like in my mind, yeah, I kind of want to feel good when I watch movies. <laughs> That's why. Okay. Next week, we'll be making Lee feel great oh, yeah. with my film. Nice. I want to just—I think it's a great segue. <laughs> so next week, I wanted to like after this, just like Jesus Christ. This movie was just darkness and sad. This was like the Walking Phoenix movie of just like, jeez, man. This is, every Master. scene's more fucked up. You like this better than the Master. Oh, yeah, way though. better than that. The Master's <laughs> fucking a creepy little fuck. I watched O-Dog like stomp that dude out. But um, I wouldn't mind if you shot him. But we're going to watch, and I'm going to show Lee, Revenge of the Nerds 4. Nerds in love. Oh my god, I can't wait to show them. It's gonna be a fantastical like journey, and Lee is gonna have a good time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm all about those nerds. Nerds. <laughs> Let's get those nerds. So yeah, look forward to that. That movie is gonna be ridiculous. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, please go follow us on It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast on Instagram. Uh, follow us there to keep out for weekly updates on the episodes when they're out, all that good stuff. Um, there you'll also find our personal Instagrams. If you'd like to click mine, uh, I'm trying to do that millennial thing. I'm pushing my TikTok. I have a, a, a TikTok where I review manga, books, figurines, you know, Magic the Gathering, all that good nerdy shit. Um, 
in my personal Instagram, you also find my letterbox link to all the movies I've ever watched and what I thought, like how I rated those movies. Um, you also find my dog's Instagram and my dog's TikTok. Yes, I get it. Shut up. Um, but I'm not gonna. But yeah, shameless plug all those things. Please, as always, please rate, review, share the podcast. It helps us out a lot. It's a great free way to support us. Uh, the more likes and shares and downloads this podcast gets, the more the algorithm sh- thinks that people are liking this, and we hope you are. Um, and it will show it to more people. We want to get these movies out to people. We like these movies. The reason why we're watching these movies, like the, when we pick these movies, because we like it and we want to show people, like, kind of get the message out a little bit to some of these movies. Um, yeah, especially a movie like this. Yeah, and Revenge of the Nerds. Um, four. Four. Um, but yes, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you have a great week, and we look forward to talking to you next time. Pour one out for my homies. Drip, drop, drip, drop.